Hello everyone, and welcome to another beer review. Now today we're back on the Czech series. Although, are we? Um, if we're going by the basis is that this beer is brewed in the Czech Republic, then yes, we're back in the Czech series. If we're going by this beer, epitomises all that's good about Czech beer and how wonderful it's loved by Czech beer drinkers. Then that might be a problem. Today we're doing well. It's either the famous or the infamous Budweiser Budvar, and uh, we're going to kind of dispel some of the myths, some of the BS, and state some facts about Budweiser Budvar that either a lot of reviewers and promoters of Budvar either choose to ignore or just don't actually know. Either way, these are the ones that are telling you which beers you should be drinking. But anyway, we're doing Budweiser Budvar and... Oh God, that's not going on. That's better. We're also going to compare it to it's kind of sister beer, which is Checkmates. Now, if you don't know, this is the first collaboration that Budvar has ever done, basically, with any brewery. And they've made it with Thornbridge Brewery. And I've reviewed this. Go and have a look at it. But let's see, how does it stack up? Is Does it have certain core flavours in this that are also present in the Budvar beer as well? Or are they completely two different beers and really don't have any kind of a connection at all? So I'm just chucking this in as an additional kind of a matchup. So, right. Now, before we start with the Budweiser Budvar, I've watched plenty of reviews of Budweiser Budvar and everybody wax lyrical. Is epitomizes it's just a typical wonderful Czech beer that this is what Czech beer is all about and all this type of stuff and let's be totally honest there's been lots of mistakes in regards to Czech beer over the years and especially with Budvar at one point um, the main governing body actually listed Pilsner Arkell and Budweiser Budvar as two traditional Bohemian Pilsners. Even though that uh, Pilsner Arkell ranges between 37 to about, around about 40 IBUs. And the best you can get out of uh, Budweiser Budvar is 22.5 IBUs. They're not even close. Nowhere near each other. And of course, in 2015, they finally realised their mistakes and decided to actually kind of be more honest and uh, classify them as one is a Pilsner and one's really just a lager. And yeah, Budweiser Budvar is really just a lager. Now, let's look at the situation here, which is quite interesting. So I'm going to start off with some facts right now. One of the major things is that everybody goes on about Saz hops. I have basically every time they pick up a bottle of Budweiser Budvar, they go on about Saz hops, Saz hops, Saz hops. It's all about the Saz hops. Saz hops is fabulous. Well, the real fact of the matter is there's three different types of Saz hops. You've got the early version and then you have the late version. There's another one in between. But the late version seems to be more popular now. It seems to be the kind of the quintessential hops that people are using which is very different because a lot of them originally recipes were using what we call the early version this is to do with when they're actually kind of blooming and actually being able to be harvested so you've got an early harvest and you have a late harvest and it does give you slightly different flavour characteristics but mostly aroma because that's one of the things when they go on about sass hops where you can taste the sass hops well the problem is with sass hops is Sass hops is actually an aroma hop. It doesn't really give you that much flavour. 
it gives you more aromas than it does the flavours. And the flavours it does give you, they're quite light. And that's why they go well with lager, because they're quite light. Now, one of the things is that people don't know about is they also use other hops. Yes, there's other hops used in Czech beer break that aren't sass. And uh, you do have a sass special, but you also have sladic. And you also have preminent. And uh, they also use a very popular bittering hops known as Agnes. Now, one of the great things about Agnes is that this brewery, Budvar, um, the Budvar is a Budvar brewery, they actually try to make a beer to kind of maybe compete more directly with Pilsner or Kell, especially on the kind of bitterness and the IBU front. And they brought out a Budvar 33, which means 33 IBUs. Still quite a bit down from the 37 to 40 range that Pilsner or Kell works in. But... One of the major things was they weren't really using Sass hops. They were using Agnes hops. So when you go on about Sass, 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 in relation to Budweiser Budvar, they realise, unfortunately, Sass hops just doesn't really hack it. And they had to change hops to try and give that more kind of uh, strong bitterness, more of that kind of Pilsner style taste and flavour. So there's another fact... And another thing is the case is that they also use a very popular flavour hop. A flavour hop. Yes, not an aroma hop, but a flavour hop. And that's Kazbek. Kazbek is the main kind of flavour hop that's actually used in the Czech Republic. So again, your Saz, well, it isn't everything it's cracked up to be. And definitely not what a lot of beer reviewers would want to kind of promote. Now, another thing is another misnomer that you get with Budweiser Budvar that basically outside of the Czech public, state-owned Budvar is sometimes called the country's favourite beer. And it is it's basically the amount of reviewers that I've basically watched that, oh, you think there's only one beer? I mean, it goes on the basis as, yeah, Pilsner Kell, yeah, it was the original Pilsner, but there's really only one beer that really matters in the Czech Republic, and that's Budweiser Budvar with the Saz hops, and it's all wonderful, and it's great, and it's the only thing that people really drink. And then you watch them, and even in, basically, the Czech Republic, they always seem to be drinking Budweiser Budvar. They don't seem to drink anything else. Now, the problem is, though, to say that, that Budweiser Budvar is the country's favourite beer, that would be quite impossible to argue locally. Yes, it's still owned by the Czech state, but that doesn't make it the favourite, which polls and surveys have long identified is Pilsner Arkell. Pilsner Arkell is the most respected beer in the Czech Republic, and it's a firm favourite. It really is a firm favourite. Now, there's a lot of other favourites, and funnily enough, we'll cover these type of things in future reviews but we'll also cover it later on with some of the facts but Pilsner Urquell is kind of like the premium the kind of uh, the master, the foundation of, of Czech beer as it is now and it's regarded like that and it's drunk a lot, let's be totally honest it's drunk a lot that you would class as the favourite beer once I gave you some other facts about Budweiser Budvar you'll realise that Jesus, that's a lot of bullshit. By trying to make out that it's the Czech Republic's favourite beer. And uh, I think some of the reviewers who actually know this, let's be told as they know this, and by giving off this impression they're being very disingenuous and uh, bordering on just lying to you. Now, there's a group of four separate breweries that together make up around 50% of the Czech market with their various brands. Now, we've covered them. You've got Pilsner Kell, you've got Kozel, you've got Gambrinus, and you've got Radigas. They are the four main breweries that basically make up 50% of the Czech beer market. 50%. They absolutely whitewash it. And Budweiser doesn't even get a look in, doesn't even get a sniff. And you'll find that out because I'm going to give you some marketing stats. So the next one is Budweiser is also promoted its traditional long-term lagering of 90 days, which remains impressive. 
but it was not the brand associated with speciality posts or high quality tapping. Now this is another thing. You get a lot of it now with the check pour and everything else and it's all been promoted by Budweiser, Budvar and this is how you're supposed to pour our beer and everything else and if you don't pour it you're just not going to get the flavours and everything else. This was done decades ago by Pilsner or Kell Brewery because they wanted people to be able to replicate um, as close as they could the experience and the flavour of drinking the beers in one of their their bars or pubs, especially with their uh, their quality uh, tapists. If you're in a barman, you have tapists, but basically these people are professional beer pourers. Now, Budweiser, Budvar didn't give a shit about this and didn't care about this decades ago, but suddenly they're trying to kind of uh, make the beer more mystical and trying to kind of boost sales and now they're coming up with oh it's so important how you pour our beers and everything else and yeah well all they're just doing is mirroring and copying Pilsner or Kell who were doing it years ago and it's it's amazing how they didn't give a shit years ago but suddenly it's now important you know so alarm bells are kind of ringing but here's the real thing now the facts that I've given you previously they're actually from a website and uh it's from a website called Good Beer Hunting. And it's actually written by their editor, who actually is an American, but actually lives in the Czech Republic. And let's be told, he knows his beer and he knows the market. What I'm going to give you now is actually a market research from Lyle Frink, which is a famous kind of company that does market research. And they did market research <coughs> regarding the Czech beer market. Now, now, while, now this is basically, these report is for 2021, bordering on 2022. And uh, while they said that Budvar has grown its output, it's grown how much beer it's actually making, expanding both its brewing and its logistics capabilities, so it's expanded its capacity of how much beer it can brew at the brewery, but it's also expanded its logistics, in other words, its way of basically getting the beer out to the public and everything else and being able to ship it to their customers and things like that. So they've expanded their different kind of uh, options and routes for the logistical side. And despite its image as the national Czech beer, it is truly export-focused. Now, there's a reason for that. Basically, Budweiser Budvar is really brewed for export. It's not brewed to be drunk in the Czech Republic. Now, that's not the case originally. This is the case now. Because, well, the Czech industry average for its exports is 27%. So out of its whole amount of beer production per year amongst all the breweries, only 27% is actually exported. So, on that basis, 73% actually remains inside the Czech Republic for drinking beers. There you go. So everybody understands that, right? Only 20%, 27% goes out, the rest stays inside for the Czech people to get absolutely shit-faced on. Right. Budvar sent 74% of its production abroad. So 74, almost 75%, actually, it's just slightly over 74%, almost 75% of all brew or beer brewed by Budweiser Budvar actually goes outside of the Czech Republic to markets like the UK, other countries in Europe, America and everything else. Now, here's the best laugh is. So if you want to put it another way, Budvar has 9.3% share of the Czech beer production in 2021. So, in the year 2021, Budvar actually produced 9.3% of all the beer made in the Czech Republic. So you take all the amount of beer and you look at a percentage and 9.3% of that was actually made by Budvar. Now here's the best laugh is. But only 3.4% share of domestic production. What it basically means is that it only had 
5% share of domestic consumption. So, for such a wonderful Czech beer that everybody thinks is marvellous and epitomises Czech beer, Budweiser Budvar can only sell 3.4% of its beer in the Czech Republic. So of all the beer being drunk, only 3.4% of it is actually Budweiser Budvar, which is way down. And remember, I've said that four breweries make up 50% and Budvar can only do 3.4%. That means the Czech beer drinkers don't drink Budvar. So such a wonderful Czech beer that epitomises Czech beer that is, oh, it's just, that is, it's just got Czech written all over it. It is the Czech beer, quintessentially the Czech beer that the Czechs don't actually drink. There's a shocker, isn't it? Now, I've got a few friends in the Czech Republic because uh, I used to work for the government and uh, I used to work for the basically the, the foreign office basically the foreign commonwealth office at the time they, they've changed the name now and added other bollocks to it but it used to be the FCO the foreign commonwealth office and one of the major things about that is the main kind of uh, place for training if you're doing you kind know, of certain training courses and things like that the main kind of uh, training facility was the actual embassy in the Czech Republic in Prague which has got a nice statue of Winston Churchill outside so I've got quite a few friends because I used to have to go there for training purposes and everything else and uh, I got to meet a lot of local people that worked in the embassy and things like that. So I've got quite a few friends based in the Czech Republic. And they all say the same about Budweiser Budvar. That uh, I asked them, well, why does nobody drink it? And they all come up with the same type of answer. And here's the best laugh at it. I think this is so funny because it really does kind of screw over everybody that's done the reviews and waxed a lot about it as well. They say, well, to be totally honest, it doesn't really taste like a Czech beer. It doesn't have the flavour characteristics of a Czech beer and it just, just doesn't act like a Czech beer. Now, I'll be honest, as a caveat, that Budweiser Budvar is quite popular in the region where it's brewed. But if you look at it from a bohemian point of view, it actually is very, very disappointing, even when they kind of the Bohemia region, which of course, let's be totally honest, Budweiser Budvar actually is brewed within that kind of area. But in the region that it's brewed, it's quite popular. But as you move out of there, it basically dies a death. Now, I'll be totally honest, Czech beer drinkers do respect Budweiser Budvar for its history and everything else, and it's kind of... Uh, um, how would you put it? Um, for its kind of brewing techniques and everything else, and they, they approve of all that. But what they do say is it just doesn't really taste like that, like a Czech beer. And uh, there's so many beers that are far better, and that's why people don't really drink it. Now, of course, if you watch all the kind of promo stuff from Budweiser Budvar, you'd you'd honestly think it would be the Czech Republic's favourite beer because how they promote it how wonderful and well we do this and we brew it this way and that way and oh, history plays such a big part and it, 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 it epitomises the Czech Republic and of course there's so many reviewers that fall into that well the reality is that Budweiser Budvar is such a great Czech beer that the Czech people don't really drink it there you go now so again this puts the brewer in the odd position of being a local hero especially in its own region that everybody knows but few people actually drink so there you go so remember such a great beer that they can only sell 3.4% of the actual Czech Republic beer market consumption so there you go not so good so, let's have a look at this. So we've got Budweiser Budvar. It's an original Czech lager, owned by the Czech Republic. Well, yeah, it's state-owned. It's not owned by the Czech Republic, so that's the first bit of bullshit. Um, brewed with whole cone sass hops. Mm -hmm. Like we said, it's aromatic. Um, Moravian malt. 
which is interesting because we did a beer, Radigas, and that's a Moravian beer. It's brewed in Moravia, and it uses Moravian hops. And if I remember rightly, it uses two types of sass hops, the early and the late. And uh, a natural soft water and Budweiss Czech Republic. There you go. And it's 5% alcohol. Now, what is it? Um, anything else anymore, Rob? I can hardly read that. Oh, Jesus, God. So, yeah, again, it's in a green bottle. Bit strange. And this is another thing that uh, I, I, a few people have said to me just before I start pouring it is that, oh, I would never drink beer from cans. It's got to be from the bottle. You can shove your cans up your arse. It's, it's, it just spoils the beer. It's not the same. Well, again, cans are becoming a heck of a lot more popular. A heck of a lot more popular nowadays, especially since after the pandemic, where it's a case of um, people just seem to feel that cans are more hygienic and uh, safer and, in general, just more convenient. And uh, especially in the Czech Republic, one of the things you probably uh, you can probably see, you've noticed over the last five to seven years is that cans are becoming more and more popular and beer is sold more and more in cans for basically the home market than bottles and again they're doing it in response to what people want so again by turning around saying I wouldn't drink beer from cans it's got to be in the bottles I can understand that to a certain degree but when you're basically putting them in bottles where they can be affected with uh, light strike or skunking then alarm bells are going to be ringing. You don't have that problem, obviously, if it's in the cans. Again, in cans also brings other benefits as well, that uh, transportation is a lot safer, so you get less uh, wastage. And uh, also, you can identify if things have been tampered with as well. Sometimes it's not so easy to understand that maybe a bottle's been tampered with, but you can certainly identify that uh, a can has. So there's these benefits as well. Now, of course, there are also benefits to bottles, especially if they're going to be uh, bottle-conditioned beers or if they're unpasteurised beers, then they would probably be better coming in a bottle just because they're slightly more volatile and things like that. But again, it's kind of horses for courses and what you prefer. So I'm not going to turn around and say that, yeah, bottles are great and wonderful. Yes, they are, and they play their part. But I'm also not going to say that... Uh, cans are bad and everything else because they also play the part and if people want the beers in cans and prefer them in cans then who am I to turn around and say well they're right or wrong at the end of the day if they're paying the money they're allowed to have what they want so let's crack open this wonderful Czech beer now I'm not doing the Czech pour. I've got the Budweiser Budvar glass, but I'm not basically doing the wet glass, two-stage pour and all that sort of stuff, because really, if I was doing that, God, I've got a waff of cabbage, seriously, for God's sake, Christ. What's the point? I mean, seriously, what is the point of going through all this wonderful process of historically brewing and lagering and oh it's wonderful and then like, yeah, we just shove it in a green bottle so it can be fucked with a uh, light strike? You I mean questions have to be asked and I think it would be very difficult for them to come up with answers because obviously again well it looks nicer in the green bottle than it would be in a dark brown bottle oh well that's alright because we're just going to sit and fucking look at it or do you actually think that maybe at some point we'll crack open the bottle and maybe have a drink Jesus but anyway let's pour it out and as I said, I'm not going to do the two-stage pour because what is the point? Because let's be totally honest, it really should be done that way. God, I've got a bloody fly in the glass now. For fuck, go and piss off, you little shit. Um, I've got a fuck up on this side now as well. Jesus, I'm having, I'm having great fun with this. Anyway. Uh, because it really should be done for Pills, not Raquel, not really done for Budweiser Budvar. There you go. So, there's the beer. And uh, for people on the podcast, it's uh, a nice kind of light golden colour, 
some, it's quite vigorous in the old carbonation. You can see it rising up in the middle. Um, I would probably say it's about yeah one and a half finger head, and it's quite a nice thick foamy head as well, which of course is quite normal for Czech beers. And let's be totally honest, it looks quite nice. It does look very attractive. Smell wise, first thing I notice is is a sweetness there. Not really getting the smells and the aromas of the Saz hops so much. Maybe a little bit of pepperiness, but not much. Mostly just getting kind of slight malt and a kind of sweetness that I'm getting. And a little bit of grey. That's what I'm getting. So there you go. So let's crack, let's crack into it and see what it's like. First thing I notice is it's a little bit too carbonated. Um, needs to be down a bit on the carbonation, just a little bit, just just a little bit too much for the the mouthfeel for a, supposed to be a sessionable drinking Czech lager, and it should be a sessionable lager because it's twenty two point five IBUs. That that's way down the better scale. So it is, and uh, it surely should be used as more of a kind of a, a session beer. And uh, well, so just a little bit too much carbonation, which just takes the kind of edge off that side of it. Flavour wise. First thing I would say, it does taste different. We've done two Czech beers already. And we did one at more of the sweeter end, which is actually 24 IBUs, so it's not that far away. This is a little bit 22, 22 and a half. And we did one at 24. And uh, there is a difference in the flavour from that point um, of comparison. And then we also did Radigas, which was, I think it was a 12 we did, which again is up at 36, roughly about 36, 37 IBUs. And again, different flavour profiles as well. So between them two, there was some connections, but there was also some differences. This is different again. This doesn't have the same type of flavour profile of the other two. The other two I could see the connections but I could also see the differences quite easily. Um, this is different again. It doesn't hold really any kind of connection with the kind of main flavour flavour profiles of the other two. Now of course the other two are actually made by two of the four breweries that make up 50% of the Czech beer market. So they are basically very popular beers and they are basically making Czech beers that the Czech people are actually drinking. We already know that this beer is not being drunk by Czech people. It's being drunk by people over here. Because our blaggers are so shit that hey, even the stuff that the Czech people don't want to drink, you'll have it instead. But there is a kind of I'm picking up a little bit of floweriness in the aftertaste, which I think yes, and it's more of a kind of not of a flavour, but yes, a kind of slightly kind of aroma, kind of feel coming through it, which would obviously identify as sas, and it's giving that little bit of floralness. But I'll be told totally there's no real bitterness there at all. Um, it's not as sweet as the Gamerinus 10. Nowhere near as sweet. So th there's that also kind of uh, benefit because I'm not a real fan of sweet beers. Although that beer was nice and it worked with the sweetness, just how the flavours were. It, the sweetness wasn't so much of a problem, but it was quite sweet. Um... And I'm probably quite surprised that I actually liked it as much as I did because I normally wouldn't. 
But uh, this one. First thing I would say is, it is, it doesn't have the body of the other two. Um, it just, the mould just feels a little bit down. Again, I'm not going to say it's watery, but it is, I'm not saying it's even lacking mould, but I just say it just doesn't have the same maltiness and the level of mould as the other two. So that's the first thing I'm noticing. Um... Obviously one had a heck of a lot more bitterness, but I'd even turn around and say the Gambrinus had a bit more bitterness in the tail end than this. So that's the two main things that I'm noticing is, one, it doesn't really have the bitterness, but has a bit of floralness in the aftertaste. And it doesn't really have the molten, especially at the front of the mouth and the mid-tongue. It's kind of lacking. Does have some nice green flavours. It does have a nice kind of light underlying sweetness. But uh, yeah, the two main things I'm noticing is malt levels are lower and it doesn't have any form of real bitterness at the end. And overall, it's actually, it's actually all right. It's fine. Um, but I can understand why my check friend sometimes says, well, it doesn't actually taste or act like a trade beer. But if you take, I mean, Radigast is a very popular beer. Take a, take Pilsner or Kelly out of the equation, but Radigast is a very popular beer. Gambadins is a very popular beer. And Coles is a very popular beer. And I, I know Coles very well. Um, dark and light versions. And yes, I would say that this beer does not have the same flavour profile as these beers. And I can understand where they're coming from. I'm not saying this is a bad beer. What I am saying is it just doesn't really taste like a Czech beer and I'd be totally honest if I was drinking this in the blind taste test I could maybe identify it because of the floralness and the aftertaste but if I was tasting it up against other beers from the Czech Republic and maybe some other beers from other countries thrown in I wouldn't identify this as a Czech beer I really wouldn't just because it doesn't have that kind of multi-body that you get and it doesn't have that kind of bitterness edge to it at the end and of course there's obviously different ratios of bitterness of course Radigas gives you a lot more bitterness than say the likes of um, Gambrinus but Gambrinus is actually a sweeter beer and it's a sweeter end and it's supposed to have but this has less bitterness than that it just doesn't really have any and again alarm bells are kind of ringing thinking well you know, to the point is, I can understand why they think, well, it just doesn't really taste like a Czech beer. Which is strange, though, because most reviewers that I've watched on YouTube, they'll tell you, oh, well, see, if you want if you want to taste Czech beers, this is a beer to taste. This is Czech Republic in a glass. It is. It epitomises Czech beer. This is Czech beer. This is what Czech beer is all about. And you're thinking, no, I mean, it's an okay beer. I'm not slagging off the beer, but I'm definitely going to say, oh yeah, this is epitomises Czech beer, because it bloody doesn't. It doesn't match him with the same kind of profiles you would expect from Czech beer. And, yeah. So let's kind of break down the flavours before we get onto the Czech mates and see what this is going to be like. Okay. So you start off with a bit of maltiness, but again, right at the front of the mouth, you're getting a little bit more grain than malt, and you get a very, very light sweetness, and I mean a light sweetness. But again, just because the malt's slightly lacking, it doesn't feel as if it's so well connected. It does feel that the sweetness is coming from the malt, but just there isn't 
enough malt flavours there to kind of help support the sweetness and to a certain degree. So it just feels like it just it's slightly detached. The grain just sits by itself. It just doesn't seem to have any connection with uh, the malt and the sweetness. The strange thing is, though, when it moves on to the mid-tongue and the sweetness just slightly dissipates and the grain just ever so slightly dissipates, it tends to kind of work better. It feels that once the grain edge is kind of dissipated a bit and the sweetness kind of just it's not that sweet to be totally honest I'm, I'm not I mean, when I'm saying sweetness don't think it, it's it's high levels of sweetness it's not it's very light sweetness but it just slightly dissipates as it moves on to the mid tongue and it actually works better and it feels that the grain is got more of a connection with the light malt and this like in a lighter sweetness and it feels as if it's more natural and, and more connected and, and working together. And Yeah, I mean, it's very strange. You, you expect to get more of a bang with the front of the mouth and then things are kind of calming down in the mid-tongue. Whereas you're kind of lacking the bang with the front of the mouth, but things kind of calm down and work better in the mid-tongue. So the, in my view, the mid-tongue is actually better than the front of the mouth. And then, of course, you go to the aftertaste. And, yeah, just before it moves from the mid-tongue to the aftertaste, you just start getting these little floral tones, these little floral accents coming in, which can slightly kind of increase in volume a wee bit. Not overly flowery, but you, 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 they just become slightly more prominent in the aftertaste. The problem is the sweetness still kind of stays there. So it's dissipated into the mid-tongue, but it doesn't drop down again when it goes into the aftertaste. So you've got a little bit of sweetness. The malt and the grain slightly dissipate, and you have these little floral tones coming in more in the aftertaste. And you're really just getting slightly floral tones and this little sweetness. And they're the kind of last two that kind of dissipate in the aftertaste. And it's a bit of a strange aftertaste. It's it's slightly unbeer-like to a certain degree. What you're getting in the aftertaste is I would probably say slightly disconnected from what you would expect for a lager, never mind a Czech lager. And uh, yeah, it just, it's, it's quite light. It's a bloody hell, look at the size of that spider. Fuck me. <laughs> just at the corner, I think I'm moving, I'm thinking, Jesus. It's a bit that fucking size. size of that bugger, eh? You could write, you could write that to work. Um, but anyway. <laughs> You're not getting any beer, you can fuck off. Um, but yeah, it just, how would I say it's, it's quite a clean finish, but the sweetness just slightly, and the, the kind of slightly floralness just slightly drags on, just a little bit longer. And it just, yeah, it just, it's slightly strange, to be totally honest. It's not, I mean, like I said, living in Russia and everything else, and obviously travelling a lot to the Czech Republic, I was used to drinking certain Czech beers and quite a few different types. And they were the ones, I mean, I was drinking them in Russia and I was drinking them in the Czech Republic, and yeah, they were very close. Some, of course, were brewed in the Czech Republic, and some were actually brewed in Russia under licence. And yeah, like I said, they were very, very close. But I was used to a kind of certain flavour profile of I was drinking. Um, lighter Czech beers or darker Czech beers depending on whatever skin of seasons or months of the year I was there and yes there were just certain identifiers like I said the malt is one of the big identifiers um, a slight kind of bitter edge to the finish 
and everything else and that's what you identify and again just a, a nice balance one of the things is that we'd say with Czech beers is there's a nice balance to them from front to back and what I mean balance is it just everything just seems to kind of flow nicely there's no I mean they all feel connected they all feel basically all part of the, of I mean there's like of the one story basically you know you've got your beginning your middle and the end and they all just kind of feel as if they're all working as part of that it's like a good book and uh that's the thing that I kind of identified and it's like a, let's be totally honest it's a it's a recipe that works and that's why they all do it and it's very funny that they all have their own quirks let's be totally honest they all have their own quirks especially when you look at these four main breweries that produce 50% of the beer market consumption and they all have their little own kind of quirks and their own identifiers, but they all work with the same type of kind of core kind of flavour values. Again, a good level of malt, nice balanced kind of grain and sweetness, nice kind of bitter edge, and, and these type of things. And now you may have other accent flavours and things like that in amongst them that kind of make them more unique for that brewery or brand or whatever. But they all kind of follow a kind of a similar kind of a core flavour profile, which this doesn't. And I can understand now, looking more into it, because I've never really drunk Budweiser Budvar. I have got friends in the UK that drink Budweiser Budvar that no longer drink Budweiser Budvar because they said that you know, three or four years ago it changed and I've stopped drinking it because it's just not the same as what it used to be. But they quite liked it. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with liking Budweiser Budvar, and plenty of people do, and that's fine. It's when people turn around and say, "Oh yes, it is," you know, try and kind of give off the effect that it's the best beer in the Czech Republic. Which, let's be honest, we've already given you the facts, and I've given you the sources of the facts that uh, that isn't true. In fact, Budweiser Budvar struggles to sell its beer so much in the Czech Republic that it's actually expanded its logistics and its brewing capacity so that it can meet its demands for its export because it really just cannot sell it in the Czech Republic. Which again, if you're looking at it as a core Czech beer, well it isn't, it just isn't. And anybody that says that, well either you're completely mistaken or you're just lying. And I'll call them out, I mean either you're mistaken and you haven't done your homework or you're just blatantly lying. And then I've got to ask you, well, why are you lying? And at the end of the day, if you're doing a video to promote a beer, then you should put on it. I'm promoting this beer for whatever reason. And I'm going to say a lot of things that are probably untrue or just complete lies. And that's fine. Put the video out and everybody's happy. But to try and make out that what you're saying is so honest and genuine. Well, I'm sorry, you're just a liar to a certain degree. And it's just a shame why you're doing it. Oh, bloody hell. No, you're not getting the beer. Go on. Bloody hell. Bloody spider. It's going for my beer. Obviously, obviously not a Czech spider. Go on. Bug it off. Okay, go, go to the golf bag. Go on, you shit at you. <laughs> right, let's try the Czech meats. Because this, this again has been told, oh, it's got, it's got the Czech flavours and everything else. I'll be totally honest, when I actually tasted this beer and reviewed it, it felt more like a purely, purely uh, brewed ale than anything to do with a lager. I never made a Czech lager. But let's see how close it is to the Budweiser Budvar. And I'm putting it in a, just a normal stackable glass. Nothing's but one thing I do notice is it does seem to be a heck of a lot more carbonated. I mean, seriously. Listen to the fizz coming off of that. It's almost like an alka seltzer. Or Andrew's salts going back the days. Eh? <laughs> Show my age group. That's over my legs now. I just sprayed that over my bloody legs. But anyway, for people on the. the Jesus, it's a bit cloudy. A wee bit cloudy compared to that. But the colours are fairly close. But yes, yeah, for people on the podcast it's roughly again I've been a bit just slightly over a one finger not quite uh, one and a half fingers but yeah, roughly about a 
a one finger head it's ever so slightly cloudy there's a slight cloudiness to it but again the colour is a little bit darker I would probably say it's a little bit darker than uh, the Budweiser Budvar so again a slightly darker golden um, lager colour <clears throat> but what I would say is there is a slight kind of cloudiness ever so slight kind of um, opaqueness compared to the Budweiser Budvar which let's be totally honest is completely clear so it is now smell wise doesn't smell anything like Budweiser Budvar in any way shape or form I'm getting slightly wet cardboard but I'm getting slightly ill vibes yeah I'm, I'm getting the malt and the grain is slightly more ale like rather than lager like now there's just a kind of slight hint of hops at the end slightly floral which I wasn't getting in the aromas now I was getting in the flavours of the Budweiser Budvar but I wasn't getting it in the aromas so there you go I'm just being honest I can only tell you what I can detect and what I can't so let's see what it tastes like Christ seriously night and day nowhere near and that actually has a bit of bitterness at the end nowhere near the same a completely different a completely different drink completely um I'll be totally honest, if I was drinking them side by side I would say that well what are these beers like in comparison I would say completely different beers one is kind of more ale like one is more lager like but has a bit of a floral edge at the end but this no this is just completely different And uh, yeah, there is a slightly kind of a, a slightly lemony edge to that as well that I'm picking up. Yeah, different mouthfeel as well. But it's just, well, I mean, again, this has just been opened, whereas the carbonation has kind of died down now in the Budweiser Budvar. So it's a bit nicer mouthfeel now than it was when I first cracked open the bottle. Luckily, none of them have any skunking edges in the flavour. You were getting it in the aroma with the Budweiser Budvar, but it hasn't really got to the point where it's coming through the actual flavour profile which is quite good, that's a good thing so but you're always taking the risk when you're putting it into green bottles or clear bottles or whatever in fact we did one was a Sai and they actually had it in a brown bottle but it was quite a light brown bottle and I did compare it to a more standard kind of brown bottle we use in the UK and uh, yeah <sighs> always getting uh, quite a lot of cabbage off of that and yeah just that the brown bottle just wasn't dark enough so even putting it in a brown bottle doesn't always basically uh, protect you from it especially if it's not got the darkness um, to protect it but yeah hmm it, it is really more it is very much more like an ale especially with hops you're getting that floralness in the mid tongue and everything else, and it just yeah, it just it does really kind of act more like a nail. I mean, if I was drinking that blind, I wouldn't even mention the word lager. I'd be like, oh yeah, that that's a nail, and uh, yeah, it's not it's not the the strongest flavoured ale or things like that, but it's a very light ale. But yeah, I would have classed that as a nail. I mean, I'd probably have turned this, but it's a bit overly carbonated for the ale though so they need to kind of calm down the carbonation for the you know and it's like that so I wouldn't even think of it as a lager and yeah 
yeah, they're just not the same, not the same at all. One is the flawless, really at the very back of the, the mid tongue, really the kind of uh, floral accents, and they're different floral accents as well because they are using different hops. I think as far as they're both using the same yeast, but completely different ingredients because obviously the checkmates is using ingredients sourced in the UK and obviously they're different from and they're not even using the same ingredients either so it's, it's a different hops it's Kent Goldings is it East Kent Goldings I think they're using in checkmates and of course of course you get more Saz hops so again I don't really understand I honestly really don't so neither of them taste or epitomise the Czech beer um, now what would I give the bad buys are bad far out of 10 now this is a strange one because I'm doing it as a kind of a check beer this is a check beer series so I think I did one roughly about 6, 6.5 and, and one was about 7 now where would that be does this taste like a check beer does Budweiser Budvar taste like a check beer no it doesn't does it taste nice? It tastes okay. I'm not going to say it's great or wonderful, but yeah, it tastes all right. It's, it's not too bad. Does it have the type of things that I like that obviously the Czech um, drinkers like as well? Does it have a, a, a good maltiness and a good body to it? The body isn't too bad. I'm not saying it's got a, a really great body, but the body's not too bad, but it doesn't really have the maltiness. Does it have a nice bitter finish, a nice bitter edge to it at the end? No, it doesn't. And again, that's one of the things I like. Um, does it have any unique flavours? Well, it does have a slight floralness at the end. Uh, again, I'm not saying it's... I don't like it, but I'm not saying it's, it's wonderful either. And overall, it does taste quite different. It's like almost like a beer in its own right. But if you're used to certain types of beer profiles, then I can understand why the Czech people aren't so enamoured with it as putting the money on the table, getting a glass of it. And that's what it comes down to. You can say whatever you like, but let's be totally honest. If people aren't willing to put their money on the table and say, right, give us a glass of that, then it doesn't matter what people really say about it. People aren't putting their money where their mouth is. And at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, I'm putting money down and I'm picking something else. And that's in the Czech Republic. So to try and make out this beer is wonderfully Czech and everything else, well, it isn't. Yes, it is made in the Czech Republic, but they've realised that uh, they've got a kind of... Uh, They've realised that they can really, their beer really only works abroad. It doesn't work in their home country. And here's the best laugh is that uh, there's been a few Czech politicians recently, um, especially just after the pandemic and even now, have mentioned and went public that they think it would be a good idea for the state to actually sell Budweiser Budvar. Um, because even they are starting to kind of realise, well, it's a bit embarrassing that we have this skate beer that we all kind of go on about being wonderful and great and oh yes and all that type of stuff and yes it's it's important to the Czech Republic well people aren't drinking it in the Czech Republic and it feels like it's a kind of a it's a bit embarrassing and they feel that maybe better if it was owned privately and remove from state ownership and uh, allow it to basically maybe have the resources to kind of build it up more internationally because let's be totally honest it's not a cheap beer it's a, more of an international beer and it's 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 maybe selling internationally on the basis of its kind of Czech heritage that to be totally honest to a certain degree is based on a lie because Czech people don't drink it but again, even certain politicians are now kind of questioning why do we have this? It really doesn't. The Czech people don't really want to drink it. Um, we go on about the kind of the history and everything else, and well, let's be totally honest, it, it, it's more important um, internationally than it is to the Czech Republic. And to the point, it's slightly embarrassing 
they kind of gone wrong and state owned and it's owned by the Czech Republic and everything else and they'll be like, oh yeah, yeah, we do, yeah, 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 but we're not going to drink it. Um, so yeah, there's a bit embarrassment that 3.4%, remember, 3.4%, Jesus God, four breweries cover 50% of the beer market and Jesus, it doesn't even get close. Budweiser, Budweiser, 3.4%, Jesus. I mean, that's a failure, let's be total honest, in any way, shape or form, that's a fucking failure. Regardless of what anybody else says, that's a failure. And, uh, yeah, I'll be totally honest, the amount of restaurants and bars I went to in the Czech Republic, I, don't, I can't even remember, a lot of them didn't even have Budweiser, Budvar even on the menu as, as a choice. So, yeah, again, I mean, thinking back on it, I, I, I didn't even register it, to be totally honest. Um, in a lot of ways, it wasn't even on my radar. A lot of times when I was in Czech Republic drinking and things like that, and, uh, then you come over back to the UK and, oh, it's fucking Budweiser, Budweiser, and everybody's creaming their panties, and you're thinking, did I miss them? Did I? I don't recall drinking it in the Czech Republic. In fact, I don't even recall it being available to drink in the Czech Republic. Oh, maybe I'm missing some. And then, of course, obviously doing the, the reviews and the brews and everything else and watching other people doing reviews and things, and I'm thinking, Jesus, I love that stuff. Why was I not drinking that? If it was so great and wonderful, why was I not drinking that in the Czech Republic? And then you start asking people in the think, it doesn't taste like Czech beer. Okay. So, uh, isn't, no, 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 you're going to prag in that. There's only a few bars, only seven bars that will sell, basically, Budweiser, Budweiser. Most of the main bars will be Pilsner, Kale, Kozel, Gambrinus, that type of stuff, Radigast, yeah. There you go. So, yeah. What would I give this out of 10? On the Czech beer kind of scale, I'd be struggling. It'd be way down. I would probably maybe give it a 3 or a 4, because it just doesn't taste like Czech beer. If I look at it as a lager, which I think it as a more of a lager scale, then yeah, that's fine. Maybe give it a 5, 5.5. That's fine. It's quite a nice tasting lager. Nothing brilliant, nothing wonderful. But yeah, I would say it's kind of slightly around about average, slightly above average. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a 5.5. I'll, I'll be favourite. On a lager scale, I would give it a 5.5. If you compare it to a Czech, a traditional Czech beer, Czech kind of light beer, Czech lager, stroke pilsner, whatever you want to call them. Um, which, of course, it can't be a pilsner. No, fucking 22.5 IBU. But if you look at it from that, yeah, it's way down the scale. You're talking about maybe three, three and a half, I would be. It, it does not epitomise or really kind of highlight the kind of uh, attributes of a Czech beer. It's something else in its own right. And I can understand that if obviously Czech people like drinking Czech beers, then I can understand why they don't drink this, because it just doesn't taste the way a Czech beer really should, so it doesn't meet the kind of flavours that maybe they're craving and looking for, and I can understand that, because it just doesn't. But yeah, I would say, yeah, five and a half out of ten, would I recommend it? Yeah, I would recommend it to go and try it as a lager, and it's a lot better than your mainstream piss water and everything else, and yeah, give it a go. Would I recommend it as a, as a good example of a Czech beer? No, would I bother? Absolutely not. I wouldn't. I would say if you want a Czech beer, there's plenty of other ones you could try. Just don't bother your ass with this because it's just not. As for Czech mates, well, I think you already, if you look at my review, I've said it all before. It tastes like a bit of a poorly brewed ale. There's no basis even as a lager, never mind as a bloody Czech beer. So if anybody turns around and says, oh yeah, you can see the Czech flavours, they're lying. The Czech flavours are never there. And never have been. So if they turn around and say Czech, they're just lying. It's bullshit. I don't know why they're saying it, but it's utter fucking bollocks. It tastes nothing like a fucking lager, and it certainly tastes nothing like a fucking Czech lager. So there you go. There's the big shocker. Check, mates. Yeah, pull the brew deal. Don't bully your fucking arse. Seriously, if you want a lager, don't go near this. You know, you'd be better off your fucking fosters, to be totally honest. But let's be totally honest. As for a check, beer. Bollocks.
nowhere near it. Doesn't even get fucking close. So don't kid yourself on. And anybody that tells you different, they're lying to you. It's utter bullshit. There you go. So anyway, it's five percent. It's a five hundred ml bottle. I can't remember what they charged for it. Was some bloody stupid price anyway. I think it was basically closer towards two pound. So it was actually more expensive to buy this than to actually buy um, stuff from the Czech Republic. So there you go. Stuff that basically Jake people actually drink. There you go. But anyway, five and a half out of ten, 500ml, 5%, just under £2 a bottle. Yeah, give it a go, see what you like. If you want a Czech beer, doesn't really taste like a Czech beer, go and try something else. Thanks for watching. Cheers. And bye for now. <laughs>